Welcome to the Breaking Up with Burnout podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Leader, clinical social worker and burnout coach with 14 years of experience in the mental health field and life experience with burnout. I'd like to say I'm in burnout recovery. This podcast is for you who are ready to reclaim your life, cancel hustle culture, and put your well-being first, and discover a joy-filled life. This is your moment to find support, be encouraged, laugh a little, and take a little nugget of wisdom that leads you out of burnout and into joy. I have chosen to not edit this podcast because I want to remove the barrier between you and I so that we can have an authentic connection. So you might hear me say ums, trip over my words, have awkward pauses, but it is for you to experience the real me and not an edited version so that we can authentically have a connection. Okay, take a deep breath, lean in, and open your heart and your mind to what you may need. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad to be here with you. I'm so grateful. I'm coming off the Thanksgiving weekend, even though this is, um, this will be in January, but I'm coming off the Thanksgiving weekend. I'm just having a bunch of gratitude, so... Um, I just want to thank you for being here, for listening, tuning in, responding. I'm just, this has been such an exciting platform to be um, a part of, and it's really exciting and soul-giving for me, so I hope that translates to you. Today, what we're going to do is talk about journaling and how journaling is a way to break up with burnout. I'm going to share about Um, nerdy stuff when it comes to connections to the brain, what happens in your brain when you are journaling. I'm going to share some of my own story, how I have journaled, how how it's transformed over my life, and give you some different ways to journal and some tips on how journaling And give you some tips on how journaling has healed and prevented burnout in my life and how it does in my clients' lives as well. Okay, let's jump into this. One of my favorite things I love to do and share with my clients is the science behind journaling or behind any topic, really, because it is fascinating to me. As a psychotherapist, I, um, I've done a lot of research on the brain and that has, um, my practice in psychotherapy and with coaching is all found, founded on my research about the brain. Cause it is so fascinating how we have the ability to make changes in our brain to better benefit ourselves, to heal. And I have seen thousands of people who have sat in front of me over the years and watched how their brain changed and how the work we did together helped heal them, helped their brain change and how um, it can be healed from things that have gotten it stuck in certain ways or um, certain areas would work more than others of the brain. So anyways, I love to get nerdy about that. And just bear with me. If you're not into that, please skip ahead and enjoy the rest of the pot. Otherwise, let's deep dive a little bit into this. Okay. 
So what happens in the brain when we are journaling? So when we put pen to paper, there's a connection that happens that helps our limbic system. So our limbic system basically is our emotional part of the brain. So it's the it's where we are processing our emotions, where it lights up when there's stress, when there's different threats. Anytime we have a bigger emotional experience, then this part of the brain is lit up, simplistically to say. And specifically the amygdala, which I like to call it our watchdog. So the watchdog is always looking out for um, threats and it's wired to help us help protect us. And so if you've heard of the terms fight, flight, or freeze reactions, that is when the amygdala um, sends off a signal to our brains and then produces the emotions that go into flight, fight, or fleece. So how does journaling connect to this? When we start writing, then it starts to calm down the amygdala. The more journaling becomes a habit, the more our limbic system is able to calm, which is amazing. So the more that you journal, the more calm that part of the brain becomes. And then it becomes a habit of knowing that when you're journaling, then it can release and be calm, which is so fascinating. Also, what happens, the more we write by hand repeatedly, the more the information is able to start to pass easier from short-term memory to long-term memory. So that means like if you're writing about something to heal or if you're rewriting about stuff that um, is emotional, the more that you're writing through the healing process, the more that you're connecting ideas and memories and facts together, then it starts to store in long-term memory so that when you when it comes up again, it's easier to be able to store that information away. What I like to tell my clients, and I also think of this as a visual for ourselves, our memories in our brain are like a filing cabinet and we have to store them away. Our brain stores them away. There's actually a part of the brain that lights up in the back and uh, at night when you were sleeping and it files everything, all the memories away. And sometimes memories don't get filed. They get stuck in our short-term memory. And so we have to process through those in order to get them back to you or get them to, not really back to, but get them to that, their filing cabinet in their file. And journaling is a way to be able to help you do that. Also, journaling is a sensory experience. So what do I mean by that? It's sensory because the feel of the pen, the way that a pen or pencil writes, the texture of the paper, the type of notebook. I think people used to make fun of me because I would go into, it's like a process to pick out a journal. I will go into a bookstore or what I love, one of my favorite experiences about picking out a journal is going to a store in New York City. I wish I could remember what it's called right now. I can't, but I can see it in my mind. And it is a stationary notebook expertise store. That's what I like to call it because that's all they have there. 
and to go in there and look at all the types of pins and you could even like try the different ones that had pieces of paper and just feel the paper of the notebooks I'm telling you it was such a like sensory experience I'm a sensory person so like the touch and the feel of things is important to me as I experience the world and so like when you feel different weights of the paper and the different types of pens and all different things oh my goodness it was such a amazing experience to do that and because journaling is such a foundational and anchor in my life that was just the best experience ever so going back from a sensory point the touching the seeing the smelling and the hearing even you hearing yourself right um allows our active allows our active allows our brain to be more active and it's it helps us be more focused it helps us make connections easier remember things better and process things better so i was doing some research on this a couple years ago and what was fascinating about it is that it it showed the note taking like on a college level note taking with pen and paper versus a computer the connection that's made between pen and paper as far as memory retention focus and yeah comprehension of information is stronger when there's pen to paper than there is um with a computer so like i'll take notes on my computer but i am a pen and paper person through and through if you're a pen and paper person like shout out to me (laughs) because I love my computer. I like typing and taking notes. I've even tried journaling on my computer, but what happens, I don't get the same release. I don't, like, I can tell a difference. I'm very much self-aware about that. Some people can journal on their computer, and it's great. And if that works for you, that's one of the ways that you can do that. Um, But as far as going back to the science of it, um pen and paper is the best way to activate your brain also journaling is a way of giving you perspective so when you can get those spiraling thoughts that mental clutter of all the things that you're holding inside of your brain out on paper and you read it to yourself you get perspective you're like oh that's not such a big of a deal or oh my gosh I didn't think about it that way I'm going to give you a little bit of a secret something that I do in my therapeutic practices and I continue to do this with my coaching is that I have people write out some stuff whatever it is it could be an answer to a question it could be um, going through my outcome formula when it comes to mindset work whatever that looks like and It's one thing to write it out yourself. It's very powerful to do that. The other thing that I do is have them read it out loud to me. Because I think this is a two-fold experience. One of writing it down and one of reading it. And I cannot tell you the amount of healing that happens in people and the amount of perspective and the amount of aha moments that people have when not only do they write out their answers but they're talking about it I have the same experience myself I can think of many times where 
I have been on coaching calls where I have written out different answers or I've done my homework and I come to the coaching call prepared. We are talking it out after I have written it. One thing, it was powerful writing it and then going into the coaching session and talking about it was even better because um, yeah, there's an extra level of perspective and healing that can happen. So I've shared a little bit about pieces of my own story when it comes to journaling, but I'd love to deep dive a little bit back into my history um, because I want to share with you how it's evolved and how it is truly an anchor for me. I started journaling probably elementary school. Yeah, probably elementary school. Um, I have journals of mine from the fifth grade. I know I journaled before the fifth grade, so it might even be fourth grade. I kind of time it around. So we lived in St. Louis, Missouri until I was in fifth grade. And in fifth grade, we moved to North Alabama. So I know I have journals from before then because I can remember reading them and talking about my friends in St. Louis. So I know I have journals before then. And I don't really remember exactly how it started. I know my parents always um, told me that I could write. That could be something I could do to uh, talk out things and um, just get things down. Or like, I love to write stories. Sometimes I would copy books just because I loved writing. And I wrote poetry. And it became a rhythm in my life. It did become a way to get out emotions. Um, as a kid, I can think in middle school, and even now I know myself better. I am a big feeler. I have big emotions. I have um, intense emotions. And, you know, as a middle schooler, you don't know how to deal with those. So they just come out. <laughs> and one of the ways I could get it out was getting it out on paper. And so now it is a way that I get things out when I don't have words for things if I just start writing, the words come. And over my life, it was talking to myself. I just needed to talk things out. Um, when I came to faith, it became my prayers to God. And it continues to be a way of me praying um, and writing and talking to God. Um, because there is a different connection that happens in your spirit and your soul when you can read your prayers see the answered prayers in your life and have that as a way of connecting to God it's not a practice only for mental and emotional well-being it's also can be a practice for spiritual well-being as well over the years, my journaling has evolved. It's been narrative for most of the most of the time. And when I say narrative, um, it's like what you think of when you see on TV. Like, hey, today was da 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 blah 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 blah. We're just starting to talk. It's become such a habit that like it doesn't. I don't have a problem starting. I have a lot of clients that are like, I don't even know what to say. And I think because I started so young that I did start in the way that I talk to my clients to start how to start is like just start writing about your day like what did you enjoy what were you grateful for what was really hard 
Um, even I've had clients write, oh my gosh, like my uh, therapist or my coach is asking me to do this. So I'm just going to start <laughs> and just start from there because we have to become aware of our thoughts. So part of journaling also is helping us become aware of our thoughts which can help us recognize what is true going on in there and what is not true. Anyways, I segue. So over the years, again, my journaling has evolved. I have tried doing lists. I have tried coloring. I have tried drawing. I've tried doodling. And I love all of those avenues of journaling I often post on my Instagram about the coloring books that I have from Cass and from Leanne and it is a powerful avenue of when I don't have words when words are just not available or I'm out of words but still need to express emotion then I started drawing and I started coloring. I, there was a year, a couple years ago, I can remember my word for the year was rediscover. And I think I talk about this in one of my previous podcasts. And what I rediscovered was art of how much I loved art. And I just didn't do it that often. I just didn't create a space for that. Also, I think around that same time, around that year, I had an intern of mine. She was an art therapist major and I learned so much from her of the value of art. Like I knew that because I've used art therapy techniques in my practice. I still use it in my coaching sometimes. And I have seen the benefit of it for clients, but also I've seen the benefit for myself. And so um, I started drawing and coloring more and just doing art whether it was on my ipad or i have a watercolor set or whatever it was there was a level of healing that happened that couldn't happen writing and it's because art and like i think of music not just art but like music and all of the arts in general is a avenue to express what we can't express or express things that we are afraid to express and so my journaling has evolved to a bunch of different ways. I actually started buying journals that were the dotted uh, journals instead of lined or blank. I feel like the dotted gives like flexibility. So it's not rigid. I feel like the lines keep me in the lines. It's rigid and the blank paper, it's almost too flexible. And so the dotted journal is perfect for me because it allows me to draw if I want to and write if I want to. And I don't have to write in the lines. I think so much for me, my rewiring is that I am a rule follower and it's not bad in and of itself, but I think perfectionistic tendencies came out because of that. I think that, um, I was really hard on myself because of that. And, you know, maybe one day I'll deep dive a little bit more about what that was like for myself. But what I know is the dotted journals are perfect for me <laughs> because it gives me that flexibility and that freedom to write and draw and express myself in any way that I want to. 
So with that said, ways of journaling. There's so many different ways of journaling. I find a lot of people come to me and we talk about journaling and there's an expectation and they're like, I can't do it. I can't do it in that way. I just don't know how to say, I can't write in that way. I don't know what's going on. Something's wrong with me because I can't journal in that way. And I think the way of journaling, most people look at it, it has to be narrative, story form, or long letter writing, or anything like that. But it doesn't have to be that way. It can be whatever you want it to be. That's the beauty of journaling. You have a blank page or a lined page or a dotted line page, like I like, to do whatever you want on there. I have had clients write lists. We have written just words. Um, We'll write phrases. Sometimes we'll just draw lines. Uh, Doodling, art, coloring. Um, There's so many different ways to journal. And if journaling is completely not your thing, which I can understand. I know a lot of people who have tried. They're like, I want it to be my thing. Like, I want to be the journal girly <laughs> with all the journals and the stickers and all the things. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> but I had to find my way of journaling. And I love all the stickers and all the things, but it just doesn't work for me. And so I encourage you to find your way of journaling. So again, if you're completely not a journaler and it's just not your thing and you've tried I encourage clients to do a voice memo because a lot of the times people who have a harder time with journaling, they are verbal processors. They need to talk it out. I find myself to be a mix of both. I get different perspective when I'm writing it on paper versus when I'm talking it out. Like I talked about earlier, this perspective of when I wrote it one way and then I talked it out with my coach the other way. 100%. So we can have a mixture of both, but sometimes people lean more on the verbal processing than the actual writing. So try voice memoing and see how that works for you. It's a way to release your emotions, to organize your thoughts and process. And just to segue a little bit to Voxer coaching, it's an audio text app that I offer coaching with my clients for this exact reason that I'm talking about because we are voice memoing to each other and we're typing to each other. So it's like the best of both worlds. Is it writing? No, not necessarily. Do I encourage my clients who are on Voxer to write out things too? Yes, 100%. But um, this has been a powerful form of coaching that I have found with clients because it gives them immediate results. They are more focused on it because they're focused on specific things. My clients are ready to work on these different things. And it's it's flexible and it's immediate. I have seen my clients have immediate results when it comes to Voxer. So If you're interested in that kind of coaching, you just let me know and I can talk to you a little bit more about what that looks like. So I've talked about the benefits of journaling throughout my time here. 
Um, but I've also want to talk about how to specifically journaling heal and prevent burnout. It stops the sparring thoughts that in your brain. It helps with your mindset. It helps you get perspective, which decreases your stress. It takes the mental clutter and organizes it and gives it a place to land. The paper is there to support you and support all of the swirling thoughts that are in your mind. You don't have, you don't have to hold on to it anymore. And so when we can clear the mental clutter, which is something that I know I dealt with when I was burnt out and had stress and remembering like burnout is just unresolved stress. So our body stores it in some way. And one of the ways it stores it is by mental spiraling. Those thoughts that just spiral of what do you feel like you need to do? And like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. I don't want to do all these things on my to-do list. Our thoughts hold that to-do list that never ends. And it's exhausting and it can be really tiring. And so having a place for all of this stuff to land and knowing that it decreases our stress because we're doing it even better. And that's the way that heals. That's a way it heals burnout in your life. That's a way where burnout can be a thing of the past. I would love to hear from you. I want to know your thoughts about journaling. I want all the honesty. So like, give it to me straight. I want to know your thoughts about journaling, what you have tried, what has worked for you, what hasn't worked for you. Or if you're wanting to brainstorm a way to start journaling, contact me. Send me a message uh, on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email me. My email will be in the show notes, but I can tell you it now. It's Tiffany at TiffanyLeader.net. So make sure you email me. I'm going to, in the show notes, put a um, PDF of a summary of what I talked about, of the um, ways to journal and how journaling can heal and prevent burnout. So you just have that with you so that you can take it with you. You can journal on these pages if you want. And um, this is my gift to you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for hearing my heart and my brain as I got nerdy about the brain. I hope that you can take away something really powerful that will help you on your journey of breaking up with burnout. Because journaling is one of the most powerful ways that you can break up with burnout. There's a ton of other ways, which we will talk about as I go along on this podcast. But it has been a foundational truth in my own life, in the life of my clients, to where they can get perspective. It decreases stress and it helps them organize what's going on in their brain. So it decreases the mental clutter and there's a peace of mind that happens. There's a peace that resonates within your soul when you can get these things out and make these connections and get these perspectives. I can't wait to be with you again on the podcast. And again, I'm so grateful that you are here. Talk to you soon.